the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, president of Max Out Savings Advisors and host of the Max Out Savings Show. And we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, We got you know, just a ton of stuff to be talking about here today and uh, a lot happening. We're coming up here on year end, uh, big, big moves in the market, uh, Federal Reserve raising rates. Have you saved enough money? What about your retirement? All these questions you want to know about, and we're going to be trying to answering them today. Uh, the, uh, you know, where do I start this week? You know, we, we really, I always try to make sure that we talk about savings first, which we started the show back in uh uh, ten year, a decade ago, and uh, uh, the, because people weren't saving enough money at the time, the savings rate was zero. Now the government's becoming concerned; people are saving too much, even though the savings rate is is creeping up, still below average. And uh, with the importance of saving money in the world today, where we cannot depend upon the government, and we never know what's going to happen. There are runaway deficits, uh, out of control government spending. You have to sit there and save more for retirement. And and it's not that hard. Uh, our philosophy and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and then conservatively invest those funds. Uh, a tip we'd like to have see everyone saving at least a minimum of 10%. We're coming up on year end. It now, now oftentimes, now's the time to make the changes. If you do 10% plus your company match, it gets you up to 13%. Most of the research I've seen says if you're saving 13%, you'll have enough money for retirement. It's 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 an easy number to deal with, uh, but but it's important to to you know to to, to do some planning. We're coming up on year end. In some programs, uh, some some uh, plans won't let you change anywhere but except at the end of the year. And and actually, it's a good time to get your new year planning to start the new new year with <laughs> with an increase in your savings rate. So. So think about it. Uh, get going with it. Uh, the, uh, you know, I could start a lot of things this week. I, I tell you where I have to go. I think we knew really. I really want to just touch base on. Uh, we're signing up for the new. Speaking of the year in the the health care plan. I'm signing up for the, our new health care plan. What a nightmare that was. I mean, it was a genuine nightmare. Uh, the uh, after going through the plans. Basically, as near as I let me let me tell you what's going to happen with Obamacare in this country. 
What Obamacare is, is going to do for the average middle class person in this country is they're going to end up getting the same coverage as people on Medicaid. That's that's where you're going. What we're doing is is we're taking the middle class's health care plan and and what we're going to do is we're going to make them equal to Medicaid. And and if you don't believe it, go look at your plans. Go look how much the deductibles have become on the plans. In Houston, Texas, there's no more PPOs, which means you can't just run around and pick providers anywhere. And so people can't do that. For a large number of, of Houstonians, they're being shut out of the medical center. They can't go to Methodist. They can't go to MD Anderson. They can't go to Texas Children's. They can't go to St. Luke's. They're being stuck in worse and worse plans. This is an absolute disaster for this country. Uh, it, it's just unfathomable why the the idea that 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 it should, that 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 the that that the solution of the federal government is is basically to destroy the middle class is something that we haven't seen since you have to go back to Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette. It, it literally that's where we have to go with this in. And it, it is just astonishing. Never mind the price. The price on my plan, oh my God, it was unbelievable. I got what, in my opinion, is not that good of a plan with not that good good of hospitals at all. And I'm paying pretty darn close to $1,800 a month, in, which is completely outrageous and ridiculous. And it's just it, – it, but I, I don't see how the middle class – can, can pay for this. I really don't. I, I, I was talking to my uh, health care provider. We were talking, setting up the plan and stuff. And she was telling me a lot of people just are going, I can't afford health insurance. And these aren't poor people. This, these are middle class people that are going, look, I can't afford these prices. And then I have to sit there and pay the deductibles on top of it for anything reasonable. The deductibles are anywhere from thirty eight five hundred per person to 6000 a person, the total 12000 That's on top of their insurance, and they just cannot afford to pay these things. And so a big number of American, according to, my, to to what I'm hearing from my health care provider, she's telling me people are just going, I can't afford it. I'm just going to drop health care. And, and I'm going to have to go without health care. These are people that have always had health care in this country, and it is a crime what's going on. I'll tell you what you're going to see at the beginning of the year. These cheap gas prices, the buck fifty nine I went and filled up today, although I got stuck, my car required premium, so I basically got carjacked paying premium prices. I figured it was 50 cents. Uh, it was about 40% more than the lower price, but we won't go there. But the the $1.59, this is kind of a big boost for the economy is these low gas prices. Here's the problem we're going to run into. January 1st, you go look at the January last year, look at the year before. The economy hasn't done as well, and the economy has dropped off in January each time. Why is that? And the government has gone back and rejiggered their statistics. They're like, hey, it can't be wrong. We, this, these things have always worked a certain way. I'll tell you what's happening is people are getting their premiums. They're seeing how much how much uh, they're having to pay for Obamacare, how much their increases are, and they're having to cut back expenses elsewhere because they can't in order to afford the health insurance. And this has been hidden from the American people. This year, the government's going to try to rejigger the statistics to make it look better than it is because it, – it, and it's it's not that, that, that the economy is suddenly dropping off. It's not that people suddenly 
quit spending. The problem is they're suddenly quit spending because Obamacare is taking money out of their pocket. This Obamacare has been a disaster, and I, I, the fact that this has not been rolled back uh, is astonishing to me. In, in, in our new spending bill, we eliminated the 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 ten percent tax on medical devices and and the 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 tax on Cadillac plans. Uh, let me clue in the Republican establishment a little bit. Nobody in this country gives a damn about a ten percent excise tax on medical equipment. They just genuinely do not care. What they care about is good medical coverage, medical coverage they could afford, and, and, and medical coverage that they could have confidence in. They don't care about that. You know who cares about that? Are basically lobbyists in Washington, D.C. that want this to, because it's cutting into insurance companies and other things' profits. That's, that's what we did for Obamacare. We didn't do a damn thing for the American people. We didn't do a damn thing for the middle class. It's absolutely disgraceful. And I'm just hoping that Ted Cruz gets in there and get, can change some, change some of this stuff. And the fascinating thing about this, this debate, and we're going to get back over to, to Saving Retirement in a minute, is if you saw this week is you really saw the breakdown in the Republican Party between the establishment candidates out there, which was, uh, which was uh, Christie, Bush, uh, Rubio, and uh, Kasich, but, and, and the, the more populist, conservative Republicans, uh, which I think really care more for the American people, which is Cruz, Trump, Carson, and Rand Paul. I mean, it, it, it was astonishing to see that breakdown. You really saw the Republican Party, in my opinion, materially shift at this last debate. And I, I think that that last debate was actually, if, when people look back at it in the future, we'll see it was really much more of a bigger event than people realized in the party. So anyway, things are looking good. Ted Cruz is, is moving up, and, I, and I'm excited about that. Uh, but wait, a couple things here. Uh, this is a live show. The Max Out Saving Show is a live show here in Houston, Texas. We are from Houston, Texas. This isn't some infomercial. We are talking retirement, uh, some politics, savings, investments. If you've got a question or comment, you can always call us at 713-339-1070, 713-339-1070. I will take your call. Uh, now, where do you, look, big, big, super big week in the market. Really, uh, a lot happening here. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the first time in almost a decade. And and really, for the last seven, almost seven years, the interest rates have been near zero. This is unheard of. The only analogy to this is is the Great Depression. In in, in the Great Depression, the rates were not as low as they are today. In many, uh, not today, but in in recent, over the last year or two, when we we saw a drop. And and so something is fundamentally changing here. And so this is a big deal. So for the first time in seven years, we've raised rates up. Now, the Federal Reserve took Fed funds rates up a quarter of a point. Uh, now, underst- from zero to quarter point, understand that we're talking about short-term rates here. We're not talking about long-term rates. The the uh, the, the longer-term rates really didn't go up. If anything, they, they went down. Uh, mortgage, mortgage rates actually dropped a little bit by the end of the week. So, <laughs> we're, excuse me, we're talking about long we're talking about short term rates in in the federal reserve raise rates be, a couple things i believe they raised the rates for two reasons 
I, I think I think they would like to get off of the zero bound. I think they're uncomfortable with zero short term rates. It causes a lot of problems in money market funds, with in short term investments for investors. Uh, it, it just it, it, things start it, it, the zero bound. It's almost like once you approach the speed of light, things radically start changing. Up until from zero to the speed of light, things remain the same. But once you hit the speed of light, it, it, it's almost the same type of thing. And uh, and and so I think they wanted to get up. And the second thing that's not well understood out there is. Is I think this has got something to do with the currencies. I, I I think what they're trying to do is 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 got to do some stuff with the currencies, prob- possibly out of China with with the addition of the IMF. Uh, the IMF adding China to the uh, basket of currencies, which happened about two weeks ago. And so I think, and this was well known they were going to do this. And and so I think that is a little well less well understood by Wall Street. We're not looking for big increases in rates. The longer-term rates after fell some, uh, we think the economy is very weak. Uh, Max out savings advisors. We believe the world's economy is very weak, particularly in the emerging market and developing market worlds. Many of these countries are going into recessions, and 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 and, and the the emerging market and developing markets that that's about forty percent of the world's GDP. You you look at at uh, Brazil. If you look at uh, Argentina, uh, if you look at Argentina, if if you look at Canada, if you look at uh, uh, Australia, if you look at China, I, I think China's numbers are materially worse than anyone understands, and, and and so and this is why we're getting this commodity collapse we've been talking about. So we're not looking for this is the start of a big move up. Interest rates over time have the Fed is they have been about five and a quarter percent over the long term. We're probably in the the, the ten year right now is about two point two, two point five, something in there. The, I, I, if we took the interest rates on the federal debt up to five and a quarter percent, you're you're probably looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, of six or seven hundred billion dollars worth of extra interest. There's no way the the economy can handle that, and so we won't see that. I, if anything, you see a little bit of a move. This is not the start of a major move up over the next. Six, nine months in the future after that, no telling what's going to happen. But for now, maybe one more rate increase. I would not be surprised if this is it and then they cut late sometime next year. This is something we're going to watch. But so so, so that's it because we believe the economy is much weaker than, 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 than people think. I think the Fed wishes they would have done this two years ago and then they could have been looking at cutting over the next six months, but that wasn't the case. So – we're not looking for huge moves up in interest rates. Understand that, but this is the first increase in interest rates in a decade, uh, which is a pretty big story. Uh, and, and so, but it, I, I think they felt like they had to do it; otherwise, they were going to lose credibility. So, that, look, some big effects on the market. Very, very volatile market this week. Market fell for over three hundred and fifty points on Friday. Last time I looked, I didn't catch the final number, but uh, it in. And, and and so it went up some once before the meeting and then and after the meeting. But I think people are realizing, really understanding the world we live in. It's a very tough world for investing, and you better understand where you're going in this market. 
And if you need some help, by the way, we, we provide a free newsletter. It's Max Out Savings Report. We talk a lot about this and a lot of other things. We sent. If you didn't get your copy, we sent it out Wednesday. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up. That's maxoutsavings.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, and you can also set up an appointment with me if you'd like. But So go to the website, sign up for that free newsletter. We're going to be talking some more about what we found out uh, for the week uh, after this break. How are we doing in the time? Okay. So, But uh, just go to the, the website. In the looking out over the markets here, we really are not seeing the type of the type of economy uh, for, for the new year. We think things are rapidly changing out there. It, we think that that the market right now, if you look at it, is not in the best of places to be. It, it, if you if you look, at, it's being basically held up by about the Fang stocks, about five stocks, which is your Facebook, your Amazon. Your uh, Mike, uh, your uh, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, Am- uh, and uh, Apple, and 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 those are those are the ones that are really holding the market up. In Netflix, of course, the it underneath that you've got a down market. If you look at the Dow, the Dow's down nearly four percent year to date. The Dow Jones, the S and P's down about two point six percent. The Nasdaq is actually up, but if you look at at, at, at just the very big stocks, they're up even more. And the Russell 2000 is down 7%. So this is a very, very tough market to deal with. It, and, and so understand that. I think it's going to change now. For 2016, I think we're going to see uh, a number of problems come. Now, I think we've got Oscar coming in on a call. Do we have time for Oscar? Oh, wait. Let's tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh, after this quick break, and you can call us up, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We're coming up on year end. Now is the time to roll over your 401k plan and consolidate those IRAs. We live in a rapidly changing world where risk management of your savings has become the most important tool in managing your retirement. Do you have a risk management plan? Come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We can help you. Take charge of your plan. Go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. 
Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512New Media, 512newmedia.com. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. These are treacherous times for the economy with serious challenges for Houston investors. Researching and analyzing developments in Washington, Wall Street, and even Beijing, it's a full-time job. It's my life's work. When it comes to your savings and retirement investments, let me keep an eye on things for you. Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. AM 1070, the answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call here at 713-339-1070. That's what Oscar did. Hello, Oscar. Hey, uh, good morning, Ted. Uh, how are things can you, going? Can you, oh, very good yeah. for me, I guess. Excellent. I'm more liquid than most people. Well, that's and, a good place to be right now, and, Oscar. And you know, this thing that I, Carl Icahn said, that one little liner about illiquidity, Yeah, it goes much more to the, the, than these uh, mutual funds that have this energy, uh, you know, high-yield bonds. I, I, we've been in this thing for, with this, uh, I, well, deflation thing for quite a while, the, illiqu- the, 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 the liquidity trap. This is only part of the liquidity trap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the yeah, it is a liquidity trap. The real liquidity trap. I heard Charlie Evans talk about a couple of years back at the Milken Conference out in L.A. It in in he's a Fed governor. And what that is is where people, no matter how much money you put into the system, they just don't spend. In in, in I think mm-hmm. we're in that the liquidity trap in 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 the in the junk bond market is is. I, I, I think they I, there's there's no buyers in there, and so the price just keeps falling. And the other thing is, too, that these money markets, the reserves that they have to have, these mutual funds with, with money markets, it's, it's getting unhinged a little bit there because they have to have certain reserves also. And if people, if they're getting 0.01% for four or five years, at a certain point, uh, you know, and then these pension funds that cannot deliver on the income. Now that you know this income that they, you know, sixty yeah, percent income. Yeah, Oscar. The no, I think you had a really interesting point. I think that's one of the reasons that the Fed wanted to raise a quarter. I think they're trying to get some more money coming into the into the money market funds, because so at least people can get. Because if people bolt from those, figuring they get nothing, then but that's going to take what down the whole the- uh, corporate financing system. What happens to the pension funds that used to be sixty forty, where they would get their income, and now there's no income from the uh, you know, from 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 the fixed income situation because of the bond, uh, you know, this kind of thing. What's going to happen to these pension funds when now you're getting a haircut from the equities, which they've been depending more than the the fixed income? Where you at this very very low interest rate at a certain point? These annuities and these other things that we talked about three, four, five years ago, at a certain point, there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing there to produce for the for for these people who are the fixed income people, which is a, an awful lot of them. Yeah. No. That that's look. 
you hit the nail on the head. I think you're seeing that right now where these guys are finally hitting a wall in what you're seeing. I, I believe what you're seeing out there is you're seeing a readjustment of asset prices because of it. Now, I'll give you an example. If you wanted yield, the, the liquidity is gone from the high yield market because the, the uh, uh, Fed Governor uh, Paul Volcker, uh, Fed Chairman, the Volcker rule where he – where uh, the banks can't they, – they, they're trying to – they can't trade for their own accounts. Well, those used to be the guys that would step up to the table and buy all this junk bonds. Absolutely. You, okay. you got it. You so, got it. So those guys are gone. And so the, the prices keep falling, and, 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 and that's why you've seen the big drop in the high yield. I think it goes lower, which is what Carl Icahn talked about. There's no buyers. Now, and, this, is, this is the other thing, Oscar, that Carl didn't say is – Carl's a pretty wily guy. What I understand. Yes, he's going to do is he's going to wait till there's crisis in the junk bond market and panic and the prices plunge. Then he's going to wait in for for his invest with his investors' money to take advantage of that. And that's the free market system working. But the problem is, is they've artificially pushed up interest rates so high that. That or so low that 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 the price no one wants to step in until much lower, and that's why you're getting this big drop in high yield. We had in our max out savings report, as, as the, I'm sure you probably caught it last week. We last Friday we put out a special bulletin, not this most recent, but the week before, to stay out of the junk bond market because of this. And you're gonna have one more thing. You're gonna have a lot of repricing now in real estate. Yeah. You're gonna have repricing of uh, certain pockets that are way overvalued. The loans are not gonna be there. This sector is sort of going to, you know, for as far as the lending sector on that part, the, the you know, the high-rise properties, the the rental pro, all these things are going to be repriced now because of these extended, very low interest rates, and that I see that coming pretty quick now. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. No, I think you're right. And what you're saying is is that with rates so low, the prices of these things have gone way up. Now that rates are going up to some extent, and particularly in Houston, things are slowing down. You're get, the, the prices are going to drop, and I think that's the case. We're going to have repricing all over. Yeah, on all asset classes across the, the the world. Look, we've seen a repricing in commodities, and I yeah. and I think you're going to see other areas as well. I mean, that that I think this is what the start of this all is: this liquidity repricing. That's that's a, now you got it, that's the word commodity repricing, and real estate is part of it. So. Yeah. I want to thank you. Yeah, Oscar, I, I, no, I appreciate it. This is a good, good call. So, look, I think the liquidity is the real problem out there. And, by the way, one other thing, guys, is we're seeing a very volatile markets. And that, that's a warning sign. There's an old adage on Wall Street, never short a dull market. This is not a dull market. It's a market that goes up 200 points one day and down 350 the next day. That's when you've got to be careful. Let's get a call from Randy. He called at 713-339-1070. Hello, Randy. Hi, Ted. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Ted, I got a couple of things here. One on these uh, junk bonds, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about how uh, they've been, uh, the spreads are widened for traders and things like that. It seems to me what might be doing it is there's all these energy companies that are taking it on the chin because I've been looking at the uh, at the bond screener and you got to go through two, three hundred issues to get out of these all these little energy companies that are that are uh, uh, that they've uh, their internal rate of return has gone up into double digits, so that means their prices are real low. And then finally, you'll get down to uh, where you start getting you know technology companies and banks and things like that coming in, and and their their rate of return uh, is pretty reasonable then. So it seems to me is that is that what's is that what's 
doing it to the junk bond market is all these energy companies and other companies that are still fairly stable uh, probably could still be okay to invest in their junk bonds. Yeah, no, I think that's right. But here's the problem, Randy. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It, it's it, The problem is really in the energy sector. I, I, I was talking to an investment banker last night. He felt like a huge number of the service companies are going to be in financial trouble, too. Oil service, but... Well, but, I noticed that we talked about this last week. I think on the on the pipelines just started to show up. Uh, yeah, and, I, and, and is is high is high yields then? And it looks like to me is it is that finally getting to the end of the line of the whole oil industry I, I, where where the, where the pipelines start to fail? I mean, they don't produce anything. They're just they're just carrying the products. But now that uh, they're 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 their prices are beginning to are beginning to, they're, they're, to drop. They're, Here's the other thing you're also seeing out there, Randy. Is this is less well understood? Is there's a huge number of advisors out there buying ETFs in the market, and, and they're buying bond ETFs. Well, as 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 the oil in the uh, energy sector collapses in price, the, the prices of the bonds keep dropping. The prices of the ETFs keep dropping. Well, a lot of these guys are momentum followers, and so so the momentum is going out of that sector, and they're all reallocating out of it. So they have to sell not just energy sector bonds, but, but these ETFs have all types of other bonds in their portfolio. So they start dumping everything, right. and it starts feeding on itself. My mentor, Mike Metz at Oppenheimer, years ago predicted the crash in 1987. And, and it, I sat there and listened to him, and no one... Not many people at the table really understood what he said. It, it and, and what he said is, is with the portfolio insurance, these guys, what the, the institution, they go to the institution, they said, look, we'll insure your portfolio, and they did it by selling futures. Well, what they all missed was the further it went down, the more futures they had to sell, and then it would cascade. The same thing is happening with the ETF market, and the question is, is this going to cause a cascade in bond prices? And what's probably going to put a floor under it is when the big institutions step up to the plate and say – like Pimco and these other, well, we just don't care. We'll we'll put a bottom in because we we're going to take advantage of these great yields. Well, I think corporate prices have fallen. I've noticed that, but the infidelity yeah. chart they they don't separate uh, uh, investment grade and junk grade, so you really can't tell exactly what's driving down those bond prices. But uh, uh, Michael Metz is wasn't, wasn't he on FNN about twenty five years ago? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to see him. Now, one other quick thing: uh, I just bought five thousand shares of JASO, uh, the Solar Energy, because uh, it has to do with the with the budget deal, and they've extended those subsidies. Do you think that stock's going to hold up? Uh, I think it'll hold up for a little while, and I'd get out. Mm, okay, well, that's that's kind of the strategy. I've I've tried to hold stocks for one or two years to be a long term investor, so you can cut your tax liability. But quite frankly. You just get hammered in these any any stocks you buy. You just can't hold them long term anymore. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, that that yeah that's the thing. And I think you get, you get a I think you got to be real careful this market. Look, when we get a bottom in an energy, you can pick those things up and hold them long term. And that that that's kind of what we're sort of look at. You got to the the way you can hold long term stuff is you got to get a real good deal. And what, one final thing, Randy. It, this is more for our listeners, but those screeners at Fidelity and other places, keep in mind that typically when we're buying bonds, and we haven't bought a lot of bonds here in a while, but when we're buying if we see something good, it's often hard time hard to find it on the screeners because if it's a good bond, the institutions snap it up and you don't see it on those screens. So if, if, a, if, if, a, if an issue starts popping up on the screens, be careful and do your work. Make sure there's not a problem with the company because sometimes the institutions are dumping and it shows up on there. Yeah, well, no, no. Normally, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll read.
research the the S and P on it if they if they yes. have one. And, and normally, if I can't find an S and P report on it, then I don't buy it. Yeah. And at least, I mean, you know, they sometimes they're a little out of date. But I know what you're saying about trying to get some background. That's the problem with buying bonds. There's there's no charts. There's really nothing to look at. Now, if you can find out what company they're actually talking about and go out there and research it like a stock, then you you have a lot of information about the company generally. But when you're when you're trying to buy the bonds, it's it's very hard to squeeze anything out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, mighty fine. Thank you, Ted. Thanks. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it, Randy. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah. One other thing about that too is, if you're buying a, Randy says he looks at the at the at the stock and does the research, which is a good idea. The other thing to to remember is, if you're thinking of buying some of these small stocks in the energy sector, take a look and see where their bonds are trading. If their bonds are trading at thirty cents in the dollar, there's a pretty good chance your stock is going to be worthless in the company. So a little secret out there uh, in the trade is is people people always view the bond investors in a company as the smarter money than the stock investors. Bond investors are smarter money than stock investors. So if you're thinking of buying some little energy company, take a look at the bonds and see what they're yielding first before you make your decision. Let's take a a, a call from James here. Hello, how you doing? Good morning. Morning, James. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Fuck you. Same. I, I was reading, and by the way, I knew the uh, SDR basket, special drawing box basket, would be you know, Renembi would be put in, and yes. the currencies will revalue around the world. Yes. IMF stated it. So I can't wait. I'll be a, almost a billionaire when that happens. Um, <laughs> I want to know the junk bonds. I was reading where a couple companies are being investigated, and they have uh, froze assets, uh, pretty much trying to sell the portfolio, and they will not return any of their the client's money. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, that's called gating of a mutual fund. It happened at Third Avenue uh, Focus yeah. Credit Fund, and uh, and then it's happened at some hedge. And the deal there, uh, James, is they're in very illiquid, even more illiquid than normal junk bonds, and they just can't get a fair price. And and and, and if they sell, they're gonna they're gonna hurt the other por- holders in the portfolio. And so they have to shut the thing down and say, look, we're gonna sell them over time and pay out. That's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we on our max out savings report, la- not last Friday, but this most recent, but the Friday before, we put a a warning out about that and said to stay away from the junk bond market. So, so people that invested in it lost. They, I'm, I'm reading that they're going to be lucky to get pennies on a dollar. Companies like that need to be. That's a Ponzi scheme. They're ripping off their customers. Well, they're just over leveraged, you know. And there's a lot of you know a lot of fools out there, and and, and you know on Wall Street will, will give fools money. That that goes way back. That's yeah, kind of like our unemployment's really at four point something, right? Yeah. So if you believe it, go in, go ahead and believe it. But yeah, no, I, I was just wondering. I'm just a poor guy, but boy, I tell you what, I don't know if it was your show or some others I've called about currency revaluation. Oh, it's a scam. Well, uh, look, a- look, the currency revaluation. This happened after World War II. It happened to Bretton Woods. It's happened before, but it is going to have some big, big ramifications. And in, in it, in, in it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. By the way, I think the China is going to revalue, devalue their Chinese renminbi currency against the dollar, and I think that's a much bigger story. And it's going to, de- de- it's oh, going to export deflation. 
they're deep pegging because when the dollar does go down, it, if they were pegged to it, it would actually bring them down further. So by deep pegging, which they are doing, and other countries have been purchasing for all of this year the renminbi, getting ready for this to use the renminbi to purchase. They, well, know, and, I and, and, and James. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen that's why that's why the Fed raised a quarter of a point, by the way, to kind of stabilize things. Yeah, but look, I will say this, James. I would not over the long term bet against the United States of America. Eventually Barack Obama will be gone and it'll be a mistake for anyone to bet against us. Where did they get that one point one trillion dollars? Where is that supposed to come from? That, uh, they, the what one point one trillion? Well the the bill they just passed? You know, they borrowed the money. Mike, from whom? Uh, no, from from people like me and you. And the Federal Reserve also purchases some of the bonds, so they're effectively monetizing it. Wow, man! Uh, look, eventually we're going to have a problem. The key is to is to figure out how this thing works out. So you know, go to get sign up for that Max Out Savings Report. We'll keep you informed. I tell you, what, we, I've got to come up it. here on a break. And uh, thanks for the call. Thank you. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call here at 713-339-1070. Look, if you haven't gone to the website and got the free Max Out Savings Report, that's one of the ways you participate in the Max Out Savings Show. We've got thousands of people on the report. We've got tens of thousands of listeners. And, and if you're not on the report, uh, you should go get on there. It, it's a free report. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. You can also sign up for a meeting in, uh, to, to meet with me, and I'll show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors for people coming up on retirement. We'll be right back after this quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We're coming up on year end. Now is the time to roll over your 401k plan and consolidate those IRAs. We live in a rapidly changing world where risk management of your savings has become the most important tool in managing your retirement. Do you have a risk management plan? Come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We can help you. Take charge of your plans. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Hello, everyone. This is Donut. I will win the second annual Donut Dash, benefiting kids' meals, because it has my name on it. That kolache is toast. I've been training all year. By May 14th, I'll be ready. Don't get carried away, Donut. The second annual Donut Dash, benefiting kids' meals, is for everyone. Register yourself, your family, or your team, and help raise money for kids' meals. 
go to ShipleyDonut-.com to register for the Shipley Donut Dash. Fun and good for the whole community. AM 1070, the answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, uh, if you got a question or comment, give us a call here at 713-339-1070. That's what Chuck did. Hey, Chuck. Hi, uh, Ted. Uh, enjoy your show. I, I had a question. You made Thank a you. comment that devaluing the renminbi would bring inflation here. I would think it would be the opposite, wouldn't it? That Chinese goods would be even more uh, affordable. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean the inflation. I, I, I meant deflation. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. That, that, thank you for for correcting on that. I might have just, you know, I should have probably enunciated a little better. But it's deflation, and, and you're exactly right. What would happen is, 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 is the is the products get cheaper coming out of China. That's going to put more pressure on our manufacturers and make things cheaper here. And Ted, one other question I want to ask you is, uh, how bad do you think it'll get here in Houston? Uh, uh, like one of the prior uh, callers alluded to, with all this, with the economy going sideways to maybe down, and yet we have all this commercial construction going on, hotels, offices, apartments, looks to me like we have a looming, I want to say a disaster, but a really serious problem. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. Look, I mean, yeah, this stuff is all kind of pouring onto the market, and, and it, at buck seventy-five natural gas and thirty-four dollar oil, it, it, it's not a it's going to be very tough in the real estate business. But yeah. There's too uh, much capacity coming on in apartments in particular and a high rise, probably high rise apartments. And one other thing uh, I noticed about these oil companies is talking about these junk bonds. I mean, it looks like a lot of them are going to go into uh, chapter 11 and these bondholders are going to become stockholders. Yeah. And I think, I think it's going to be a wholesale, not collapse, but uh, basically wipeout of these bonds. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how. Look, there's a lot of guys in trouble out there. If they if they weren't prudent with their, with their assets, and they weren't, uh, you know, uh, if they over leverage, I, I, there's just no way they can recover. And too many of those guys were really were using way too much leverage. Yeah, yeah. something like a pipeline. You can remember it's one of our calls. We we're talking about the pipelines again. The pipeline. Keep in mind. Once your pipeline's in place, your income just keeps flowing. You don't have to drill any more wells or do it. You don't have to spend any more money. So those guys can ride it through a little better than guys that are drilling for wells. If I got to put start drilling wells, some of these guys can't even hardly afford to complete their wells right now. And, Where did Kinder Morgan make its mistake? I mean, if it's just strictly a net income deal, what caused them to fall? Too much leverage. Buying too many assets at too high a debt or some level. Yeah, you know they they, they took in the MLP and they, I think they over leveraged, is what I they see. what they did. Yeah, you know, the problem a lot of these guys in the MLP sector were running into is they're reaching so much for growth that they kept taking on more and more stuff. And 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 and, and then once you start doing that, your return on equity goes. The, the famous thing about Exxon gets a higher return on equity than most of these guys because they have a higher higher they want a higher re, uh, return on their projects. Uh, and the reason why is because when all prices come apart, they still want to be there making money, even though they're not making much. They don't want to get in trouble, and that's a lot of these guys didn't follow that philosophy. I see. Thank you very much, Ted. Thanks, Chuck. Bye. I got a call coming in from from John. Thank John. Yes. Morning, it is John. John. Hi, John. You had a question for us. Yes, I am trying to select a financial planner, and I was wondering about the difference between a certified financial planner 
a registered financial planner and the idea of fiduciary duty and which one are you? Okay. That, I'll, I'll hang up and listen, okay? That's a good question. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the there's different types of, of, of financial planners. There's more the certified financial planners or registered. They tend to be kind of the same type of thing. I don't know the, exactly the difference there. Uh, what what those people tend to concentrate mostly on the financial planning. What's a little different from us is is we do we do a a financial plan kind of on the. A, a, a rudimentary plan to make sure to see where there's a problem. And then we try to concentrate on that problem where we try to spend a little bit more time as protection of the assets in, in, in growth of the assets over the longer term on the investment side of the business. That That's what's different from us. It, it, and so I think you want a guy that can do most. The, the problem with a lot of financial planner types is they're really not that good at, at investing. And as long as the market's going up every year, the financial planner's the guy you want to use. But when you get in very difficult markets and in trouble, the financial planners tend to be a little out of their element. And so that's sort of the difference there. Uh, John had another very good question about fiduciary duty. The we're Max Out Savings Advisors. We're a registered investment advisory firm, which we means we will manage your assets, uh, and, and we use a brokerage company, brokerage firm, to hold the assets, which is TD Ameritrade. So we open an account up for you at TD Ameritrade, and then the assets are held there, and we manage it. So we're not brokers. Uh, a financial uh, a, a financial advisor has a fiduciary responsibility to their clients, which means my main responsibility is to my clients. I have to watch out what's in their best interest at all times. A broker has a fiduciary duty to the clients, but they also have a fiduciary duty to their brokerage firm to protect the firm as well. And they have to protect the clients and watch out for them, and they have to protect the brokerage firm and watch out for the brokerage firm. I think that, that that's a conflict of interest. And so so years ago, I was a broker as well as a financial advisor, and we dropped that probably close to a decade, over a decade ago, and went strictly a financial advisor because we feel that we we should owe uh, a duty to our clients. So when you're talking, when you're trying to find a, a person to manage your assets, you want, to, you want to generally get a financial advisor because they have a fiduciary duty to you and not a broker, which has a fiduciary duty to the firm and to the client, and, and it, it's a big difference. But but at Max Out Savings Advisors, we take a more simplistic approach to financial planning because what what I've found is if you get the more complicated a financial plan gets, the more likely it is to break down. And and I what I found in the investment business is is you want to keep it very simple. You want to do the, the complexity should be in your research, but but the strategies and stuff should be simple because there's less likely of a breakdown. Uh, I know we got a call from uh, from Juliet. Hello, Juliet. Hi, Ted. How are you? Great. You had a question for us. Yes. I keep hearing all this hype about the big banks buying all this gold and silver. Yes. Uh, is that true? And if so, why are they doing it? Well, some of the cent- the big central banks are buying it. Uh and China is a major buyer of gold and silver. There's a strong belief and pretty good research that their holdings are much more much uh, more vast than than, than they've reported. Uh, the, the, some of the other ones around the world are also buying it. The, the, the Fed, I don't know where they stand on the gold and silver. And there's some of the people like there's rumors that J.P. Morgan and some of the big banks are buying gold and silver. They those guys tend to buy it for their trading operations of some type. And they're also engaged in, in, in gold and 
uh, silver and gold in particular lending, where they will lend out gold. Uh, and, and so you're never really sure where the big, big, big central banks are buying it for themselves, a client, or buying it to close out uh, a, a lending, a, a bank lending, a gold lending issue. So it's a little tougher. A lot of very smart money in this world are, are increasing their holdings of gold and silver. Gold and gold and silver, gold in particular, has held up much better than most of the other commodities. We're in a uh, we're in, in in a historic commodity decline. Commodity prices have fallen underneath crisis levels in two thousand nine, but gold has held up. I think, Juliet, eventually currency problems around the world are going to are going to pop up, and then you're going to see a, a substantial move up in gold. Okay, so you you would rather see gold and silver? Uh, yeah. Uh, look, we I, I think they're both going to do just as well. Uh, if you get a really big move, silver tends to go up much quicker than gold. Okay, and it it, it, it tends to be a, a, a much larger uh, amount of appreciation. Okay. But, yeah, we like the sector. Look, the gold and silver stocks are pretty beaten down now, probably aren't that bad. Take a look at their leverage on them. Make sure that you're not getting into an over-levered company. Okay. So you think it's better to buy the stock, the gold stocks and silver stocks or to buy the actual coins? Okay. Good question. You buy the gold coins to stick in your safety deposit box for a small amount of your assets, figuring, hey, if anything ever happens, I'm going to go pull the money out of my safety deposit box and I'll be safe. And, and uh, what I, someone once said you put 3% of your assets away and if it doesn't ever do anything, you just don't care about it. If you want to incre- buy larger amounts than you would buy it uh, for your IRA or, or your other savings, I would look at it a gold ETF or gold stocks. Okay. Well, what about uh, investment coins, the uncirculated? Do you think that's a good investment or forget it? Yeah, I, I don't think there's good of investment because here, here's what happens. If there's ever a crisis, the only thing anyone's going to care about is how much gold is in your coin, not whether it's uncirculated or not. Okay. So I, I think you just go buy a regular Kruger AN or Chinese Panda or a American Eagle, those type of coin, Canadian, Looney, uh, those gold coins or, or silver coins are the better ones. Okay, but you don't, right. but you know, two, three percent, and and then the rest, you 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 do different type of things. Those are just your insurance policy. Okay, well, that's what I'm looking for is the insurance policy. Yeah, and, and remember, Julia, one other thing: there was a lot of people in the '80s that put all their money in gold and silver, and it didn't go anywhere for uh, about thirty years. So yeah, so you always want to do it in increments. In, in 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 but yeah I, I look I think it's going to be a good investment and probably outperform over the next couple of years I think I think I genuinely believe you're going to see some type of currency crisis the trick is how does it play out I think it's going to play out somehow through the the valuation of the Chinese currency and then, then from there it's tough to figure out where it's going to go some of these uh, some of these emerging market currencies are in really severe trouble in Argentina they, they depreciated forty percent thirty five percent the other day uh, Brazil's in trouble there's a lot of them so something's going to happen happen. We got to just figure out where. So just catch the Max Out Savings Show or the report and we'll, we'll keep you informed. Okay, super. I'll keep listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Juliet. And, and so uh, that was a question on gold. And so look, I mean, commodities continue to break down. I, I was looking at the charts today, uh, uh, really underneath 2009 levels. Why are commodity prices falling around the world? And in and, and our market is just now starting to sell off from, from, from record highs. I, th- I think there's a lot of risk in this market. For our clients at Max Out Savings Advisors, we're holding lar- larger amounts of cash in here. Uh, we've done a little bit of bottom fishing in the energy sector. 
Uh, but but I think you really have to have your guard up. We've talked on this show and in the Max Out Savings Report how the, the Dow Jones, the S&P, these, they're under the 200-day, the 50-day moving averages. Those are all warning signs. They're, they're very expensive. The, 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 what's known as the issues, the advanced decline uh, stocks, those it's really starting to deteriorate. More and more stocks are going down, and the stocks that are up for the year are becoming a smaller and smaller number. But they tend to be very big cap stocks, which are kind of holding up the averages. Underneath it, it's it's a pretty bad market. If you got you got stock you got uh, stock and bond markets across the world down, and in the United States down year to date, people are losing a lot of money. In this town, they've lost a lot of money in energy, and, and, and so you have to have your guard up in this market and have to have some type of plan in place. So, if you need some help, uh, go to our website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter. Look. In 2007, we were writing about the financial crisis and how investment banks were going to fail, but we explained why it was going to happen, unlike most people running around claiming the sky was when We explained it, and, and, and we try to keep you up with a lot of these ideas, plus savings tips and a lot of good stuff in there. So just go to the website, and you can also sign up for a, a sit-down with me. We're Max Out Savings Advisors. We're a Houston-based company. I'll be happy to show you how we manage money here in Houston. By the way, coming up on year-end, some of the things we're seeing is RMDs, if you you haven't done your required minimum distribution, make sure you get it done. Where we're seeing the problem is people go, I'm going to take my distribution at another account somewhere else, and they forget. So make sure you get that straightened out by year in your required minimum distribution if you're over 70 and a half or have an inherited IRA. We see you next week. It's a gorgeous day outside. Get out there and enjoy it. And thanks for listening to the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.